This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast. Friday edition of the show, coming to you bright and early, getting you ready for two big games this weekend, one today, one tomorrow. First segment of the show will be breaking down the famous Idaho Potato Bowl game, which will be played this afternoon at 2 p.m. in Boise, Idaho, between BYU and Western Michigan. Second segment of the show will preview BYU basketball and their showdown against former Mountain West rival San Diego State. State at Viejas Arena there in San Diego tomorrow. Should be a big opportunity for the Cougars to notch a win there. We'll break that down for you. And in the final segment of the show, we'll break down everything else we haven't touched on this week or today on the podcast with Quick Hits. So that's the layout of the show today. Brought to you today by our good friends at Sling TV. We'll tell you about what Sling is offering Locked On Cougars listeners here in a little bit. Let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for December 21st, 2018. It is finally here. The bowl game for BYU is going to be played today. Finally, after about three weeks of waiting, BYU football gets their final chance to pick up a win this victory, finish the year with a winning record. In the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, they'll be facing the Western Michigan Broncos at 2 p.m. today there in Boise, Idaho at Albertson Stadium. Game scheduled to be televised on ESPN. You'll also be able to listen to it on the BYU Sports Network. Greg Rubel and the retiring Mark Lyons making his final radio call in today's game. Uh, We'll start off real quick. I just wanted to give a shout-out to Mark Lions. He's been a guy that I've listened to my entire life being around the BYU football program like I have and now that I'm a colleague of his in the radio world it's it's awesome to see what he has done in his career and my hat goes off to that man. He's a gentleman. He's he's always been good to me. I got my start working with Greg Rubel and Mark at KSL so Always have a soft spot for the Arvada Flash, as Greg likes to call him. Final game for Mark Lyons calling a game, and hats off to him with that. But BYU looking to pick up a victory in this final game of the year, and they're heavy favorites to do so. They're one of the biggest favorites of the bowl season. Currently, as a recording of this podcast, a 12.5 favorite. That line hasn't wavered much since the lines were initially drawn up when the bowl announcements came, so... BYU expected to go out there and finish with a 7-6 and six record. The Cougars, I think, are should be favored in this game. They've played a stouter schedule. They've played multiple P5 opponents. Not to say that Western Michigan hasn't, but BYU, I think, is more battle-tested. Now, if you want to go based on common opponents like Kalani Satake has noted multiple times, well, BYU lost to Northern Illinois while Western Michigan beat the Huskies. The Huskies uh, lost their bowl game earlier this week, if any of you saw that. Uh, But this is a game that is going to be a a setup of of strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness, and that's more perceived strength versus strength than weakness. than actual, I guess, hard and fast evidence of it. I'm speaking of BYU's defense against Western Michigan's offense. Uh, Western Michigan will be starting a true freshman quarterback like BYU, and as Jay Drew notes in his preview on the Salt Lake Tribune on sltrip.com, there's only one bowl game this bowl season that pits two true freshman starting quarterbacks. That is this game, BYU and Western Michigan. I think that BYU should be favored. Western Michigan is starting a true freshman 
as a result of a need to after their starter got hurt earlier this season. BYU believes that Zach Wilson is their future. He is the more talented quarterback, and I expect that he's going to go out there and want to have a good performance in his final game of his freshman year. Uh, BYU should be utilizing multiple guys in positions in this game to get them game experience. They have to be careful. Some of the guys are on the edge of getting that fifth game and being able to, and burning their redshirt year with the new rule the NCAA has implemented and Kalani Satake has said that they're going to be very um, hesitant to put guys in if they are on the edge of that, but they are going to put other guys who haven't necessarily had an opportunity to play yet this year in extensive action, a chance to show what they can do in this game. I think it's smart. You want to win this game. There's no doubt about that, and if it comes down to it, Kalani will play the guys that have gotten BYU to their 6-6 and record, which the majority of them have been young players, freshmen and sophomores, and they'll be going for a win. If they get up big in this game and it's a game where they feel like, hey, okay, we've got this in control, you could see some of those younger players that haven't had that opportunity to get into games in large doses this year get into this game because you want to get a look as a coach of guys on film in actual game reps heading into the offseason, getting ready for spring ball. You want to have a look at these guys and see how they respond when they're under live action. And when it's garbage time, it's garbage time. I completely understand that. But I do know that uh, Kalani Satake and his staff, they've mentioned it multiple times here, they want to give guys opportunities to get themselves on film in front of their coaches and show what they can do. Will that bear out to equal a win for BYU? We'll see, because Western Michigan's got two star running backs. Jamari Bogan kind of leads the way here. He was honored as Western Michigan's uh, sportsmanship recipient earlier this week by the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. He's a good player. I, I think he is going to be a guy that BYU will want to keep an eye on, because this is a team similar to what BYU does that wants to protect their freshman quarterback. The freshman quarterback's name is Caleb. Caleb Ellaby. He's a former three-star recruit from Missouri. Um, he passed for 285s in the regu- 285 yards, excuse me, in the regular season-ending win over Northern Illinois. So he is improving. But like I said, this has been a move to play a quarterback for Western Michigan after their starter, who had a big start to the season, got injured. So Jamari Bogans, the senior running back, and junior Levante Bellamy, the other running back for Western Michigan, will be the two guys that the Broncos are going to look to to control the clock, control the line of scrimmage, and keep BYU's defense on the field keep them honest. I, I think the BYU's defense is very good. As Alema Fita Samanu and the rest of the BYU football program noted yesterday, the Cougars are currently ranked number 18 in total defense. There's a top 20 defense in Provo, people. I know a lot of people, myself included, have had their druthers with how the defense has looked at points this season, and I still have some concerns about how they're going to fix pass rush issues going forward. And even in this game, I'm not sure who's going to be the pass rusher that gets pressure on the quarterback. But But the facts are facts. You look at the rankings, and BYU is a top 20 defense according to the national rankings. I think BYU should be able to hold Western Michigan down. Now, can BYU's offense go out there and against a leaky Western Michigan defense who has given up an average of 33 point whatever points a game, given up a lot of points on average in games, BYU should be able to score here, and I think the Cougars should be favorites to win this game. I... 
you never know what happens in bowl games because there are guys and I to a man you have to ask each player individually and they'll all say that they're all locked into this game but there are statistically going to be a number of guys who simply it's just it's another it's not a big priority for them a lot of times it's seniors guys that are playing the final game a bowl game that doesn't necessarily mean much to them they can lose some interest in it the goal will be to make sure that they're locked in long enough to give your your team a lead if at all possible and get you a victory a seven and six year for BYU is a much better result than going into the offseason with a six and seven record and two losing seasons in a row BYU hasn't had back-to-back losing seasons since 2002-2003-2004. There was three years in a row where BYU didn't go to a bowl game, um, preempted the move to fire Gary Croton or have him step down and hire Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, Kalani Satake doesn't want to have back-to-back losing seasons. There's been a lot of pressure on him and his staff uh, to get things right from both administration, fans, and even uh, just the players themselves. They want The players and the staff themselves, they want to be a better team and responding from a four and nine year to point at a seven and six record, especially as you close up this recruiting class over the next six weeks, pointing to a seven and six record, a winning record going into next year is going to be a much easier sell than saying, well, coach, uh, you have back to back losing seasons. What do you have to say for yourself? It's tough to sell that. It's much easier to sell a winning record. So it is important for BYU to win this game, and hopefully the players are all locked in. By all reports, the players have been responding well. Kalani has uh, said at the press conference yesterday and everything that his team's excited, and that's Kalani's nature. He he, he likes the coaching. He likes the games. And I know that that's, that's a cliche and that should be normal, but he's a guy that's locked in and he wants, he wants his team to have success. So should be an exciting game today. Encourage you guys to watch it. ESPN, two o'clock mountain time, mid afternoon, Take an early day, get ready for the Christmas holiday coming up. Take some time off and support the Cougars if you're not there in Boise already. All right, there you go. That's the first segment on today's show. We will come back next and talk some BYU basketball. They have a big-time showdown against their former Mountain West rival, San Diego State. We'll break down that game for you next. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you about Sling TV. Sling TV is here to help you with all of your television needs. Over-the-top or streaming TV services, have become in vogue recently. Cord cutting is becoming a more and more popular option. And Sling TV is here to help you catch all the college sports and everything else you need TV-wise. For just $30 a month, you get the ESPN networks, Pac-12 networks, SEC network, and more. You can stream them all on your big screen TV or take it with you on your mobile devices, your tablets, your phone with Sling's great app. Sling is set up so that you can pick the channel lineup you want. There are no useless channels. It's not a bundle that you have 20 to 40 channels you'll never watch to get the channels you do want. You pick the channels you want. They tell you the price you'll have to pay. It's much lower than most cable bundles. You have no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Locked On Cougars listeners right now can go to sling.com slash locked on and get themselves a seven-day free trial to see if Sling TV is the right option for them. All you got to do is go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Get that seven-day free trial and see if it's the right option for you check it out guys great option a full week of free tv to see if slings the right tv service for you so check it out sling.com slash locked on march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. One of the great features of modern technology is our phones, our tablets, and our smart speakers can do the work that we would have to do ourselves. All you got to do to listen to this podcast is tell your smart speaker or your smartphone, say, hey, Siri or whatever you got, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and you can find us there, get you the latest and greatest in BYU news notes and insider info that you can only find here on the Locked On Cougars podcast daily. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch. Let's talk some BYU basketball. They will be taking on a longtime Mountain West rival. They haven't played in quite a while, though. San Diego State tomorrow in San Diego at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Game will be televised on CBS Sports Network, and any BYU fan that was around during the era of Jimmer Fredette, and I know most of you listening to this podcast were, remember the incredible matchups that San Diego State and BYU had in that era. Kawhi Leonard was leading the Aztecs at that point against Jimmer Fredette, had some epic battles back and forth. Who can ever forget that year, 2010 to 2011? It was actually the first year I started working in the media, so it's got some fond memories for myself, and I'm excited to see these two teams renew acquaintances tomorrow. Uh, Viejas Arena is a hotbed. BYU fans can remember some of the wild crowds. The show, as the student section calls themselves, down there at San Diego State. I'm not necessarily convinced it's going to have the same juice as it once did, but there will still be plenty of antagonistic and crazy fans in attendance at this game. Uh, San Diego State comes into this game 6-4 and four on the year while BYU is 8-5. and five. This is a game that BYU needs a win. The Cougars are 0-3 on the road this year. They just simply have not been able to pick up a road win. They don't have that signature win that I've talked about outside of the win over Utah, but Utah looks like an average team in the Pac-12 at best. So BYU needs a win like they could get over San Diego State tomorrow. And I get that you're saying, well, San Diego State's 6-4. and four. Well, here's the thing. San Diego State comes into this game with a misleading 6-4 and four record. Let's run down some of the teams that they have played this year. They have played number one ranked Duke. They lost to Duke. Duke beats everybody, essentially. They uh, did beat Xavier. Xavier is a team that is expected to be a NCAA tournament team. They beat Xavier. They lost to Iowa State, another potential NCAA tournament team. I would expect that the Cyclones are in NCAA tournament. BYU has played Illinois State this year and lost to them in normal Illinois. Well, San Diego State State's got one better on BYU because they went to Normal Illinois and beat Illinois State. Uh, they come in on the heels of two losses against Division I teams and a win over a Division II team, Cal State Dominguez Hills in their most recent game, but before that, losses to crosstown rival San Diego and also a loss at Cal. So they come in here limping a little bit, but this is a team that has been battle-tested, similar to BYU, and even maybe even more battle-tested simply due to the nature of the opponents they have faced this 
this year. San Diego State, not quite as high-powered as they once were, similar to BYU, but they've still got plenty of ability here to pick up a win over the Cougars. I, I'm of the opinion that BYU is going to need everything they've got to win this game. I was very impressed with BYU in their comeback effort against UNLV. It was a gut punch, heartbreaking loss to see that three go down at the buzzer in overtime to give the Rebels the win because BYU very much could have used that victory to help bolster their their record and also their NCAA tournament resume. Well, this is another opportunity today. I said a couple weeks ago that BYU needed multiple wins out of the next three games, speaking of UNLV, San Diego State, and Mississippi State in their final three non-conference games before West Coast Conference play started to help themselves well, they got a gut punch loss against UNLV. Can they respond this week after finishing finals and all that? Go on the road to San Diego State and pick up a win here. We'll see. Uh, let's break down real quick San Diego State's roster. Devin Watson is their leading player. He averages just under 35 minutes a game, so he plays most of these games. He's leading the team in scoring with 15.8 points per game. Also averages five assists, so he scores and also helps his teammates out. He has three teammates averaging over 10 points points a game, including Jalen McDaniels, Matt Mitchell, and Jeremy Hemsley. Uh, they are going to be a stout team. This is going to be a team BYU is going to be balanced on offense. Yoli Childs is playing extremely well. Jasheer Hardnett had a good game last week. Can TJ Haas have another consistent performance? Can you get something out of Zach Selyus? Could you see somebody like a Connor Harding have their breakout scoring performance in this game? Because that is what you're going to need if you want to win this game. Because this is a team San Diego State that they've got NCAA tournament aspirations they're going to have a tough battle in the Mountain West coming up against teams like Nevada that BYU has played, Utah State who BYU has beaten, they've got plenty of work to do in the Mountain West Conference to get themselves into the NCAA tournament and they look at BYU as a team that can help bolster their NCAA tournament record not record but their resume when it comes to March We'll see what shakes out. I'm expecting that BYU is going to be in for a battle here. I've said it multiple times. They need a win. I'm not going to pick the Cougars to win because it's just a, it's a hard bargain for me to pick the Cougars right now. Like I said, 0-3 on the road. When I thought they were going to go on the road and pick up a win, they find a way to lose it. They lost a neutral site game technically last week at T-Mobile Arena. It was, what, a mile away from the Thomas and Max? It was a home game for UNLV. BYU needs a win in the worst way possible in this game. We'll see what happens as they get ready. Also, a week from today, a big game in Mississippi, in Starkville against Mississippi State. So we'll see what happens with BYU. Check it out tomorrow, 5 o'clock Mountain Time on the CBS Sports Network. you also hear it on the BYU Sports Network on the radio if you can't catch it on TV. All right, so there you go. Some thoughts on BYU basketball. We'll be come back next. Need to talk about the passing of a BYU legend. Legend. Also catch up on everything else we haven't touched on, especially the schedule for the other BYU teams this weekend. That's all coming up on Quick Hits next, right here on Locked on Cougars. You are 
are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, and insider information that you can't find anywhere else. Thanks again for joining me on this Friday edition of the show. Big weekend ahead for BYU. Bowl game today. Big non-conference basketball game tomorrow. And we are mourning the loss of one of BYU basketball's all-time legends. Mel Hutchins, a six foot six power forward slash center for BYU in his day, passed away at the age of 90 yesterday. An all-time legend for BYU helped lead BYU to the 1951 NIT National Championship. And in that era, the NIT was the bigger tournament versus the NCAA tournament. It's a little flip-flop to now. But awesome to see a guy honored a couple years ago. I believe it was 2013. Yes, February 16th, 2013. Mel Hutchins, along with his teammate Roland Minson, had their jerseys retired during a ceremony at halftime of a BYU basketball game. I was in attendance at that game. It was cool to see him finally get his um, recognition for what he did for BYU. But we do mourn his loss at the age of 90. A great player. Also played in the NBA for, I believe, seven seasons. He played for the Milwaukee Hawks, the Fort Wayne Pistons, and the New York Knicks. He was the co-leader of the NBA in total rebounds as a rookie with 13.3 rebounds per game. Um, He's actually, along with Wilt Chamberlain, the only rookies in NBA history to lead the league in rebounding. So there you go. Fun fact about Mel Hutchins. But... uh, Hats off to a BYU legend, a guy that led BYU to heights that they have very rarely returned to. Like I said, a national championship in 1951, um, had one of the great uh, championship performances in that game. Uh, going up. His nickname was called the Big Cat, and he went to uh, Madison Square Garden where they played that national championship game, and a lot of people had talked about BYU facing Dayton, that uh, Don Meineke would be the guy that was going to dominate this game, but Mel Hutchins absolutely slowed Meineke down. Meineke had been averaging almost 29 points and 16 rebounds a game. Well, what did Mel Hutchins do? He locked him down. Only seven points that night. Uh, Just incredible for BYU as they won that national title but rest in peace to a legend in Mel Hutchins and thank you for all the great memories and a lot of BYU fans in this day and age don't remember those BYU basketball teams but he was a legend and it was cool to see him get his due a few years ago or five years ago when his jersey was retired you can see it hanging in the Marriott Center now. All right. Um, other news we need to get to before we go today is that BYU women's basketball is in action this afternoon at 12 o'clock Mountain Time. They're hosting Northern Colorado at the Marriott Center. The game will be streamed on the W.TV. If you want to catch it, if you can't get out to the game, you can get tickets at BYUtickets.com. A good opportunity to go spend an afternoon at the Marriott Center. You can follow that up by going and catching the BYU football game at a local eating establishment or whatever you want to do. But there There you go. That's the other game going on for BYU this afternoon. Um, One final note for you guys before we go today is let you know about the schedule next week. It is Christmas, of course, on Tuesday. I will do a special Saturday edition of the show to kind of recap the BYU bowl game tomorrow. Probably wait until after the basketball game as well and get you some thoughts on both of those. That podcast hopefully will go up tomorrow, if not uh, Sunday or Monday. Get that for you. And then we'll take a couple days off for Christmas. Christmas, etc. We'll be back later in the week next week uh, and we'll start up with our daily podcasts the week following every day. So not going to be many podcasts between now and then with the new year and everything, but once we're into 2019, it's just been an 
awesome privilege to bring this podcast to you guys daily. We're about four months into this venture, and it has been one of the highlights of my media career. I can say that without any hesitation. It's been a blast to have you guys on board with me. I love doing this show. It's fun to talk BYU sports with you each and every day. I appreciate the interaction on Twitter. You can follow us there on Twitter at Locked On Cougars under the same title, Locked On Cougars on Facebook. We'll be doing some more with the Locked On Facebook in the new year here. You also can follow my personal Twitter feed. A lot more than just BYU on my personal Twitter feed. I'm a sports fan by at heart, and I weigh in on a lot of different things, but you can follow me there at Jacob C. Hatch. But just a Hats off to you guys. Our download numbers have never been stronger. It's a privilege to bring this podcast to you. We've got bigger and better things planned for 2019 and beyond. This is going to be an awesome, awesome time to be covering the Cougars. I feel like uh, Kalani Satake has got the BYU football program on the right footing. Hopefully they win their bowl game today. And they go into the offseason with a lot of optimism. But we will have it covered for you, and I will have it covered for you from top to bottom each and every day on this podcast. And thank you again to you guys. You guys are the reason why I do this. It's a privilege to bring it to you, and I thank you guys for taking the time to join me each and every day. All right, with that, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. If I don't hear from you guys between now and the holiday, and even a Happy New Year if you are going to be off the grid for a little bit before the New Year comes. Happy holidays, happy new year, merry Christmas to each and every one of you, whatever holiday you celebrate as well, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you got. Enjoy the holiday season, it's a great time to be with family, and we'll be back with you next week in some form or fashion, and then daily beginning in the new year with Locked On Cougars. This has been the Locked On Cougars edition for December 21st, 2018. Have a great day.